welcome to the Sermons Podcast, a ministry of Vienna Assembly of God, located right here in Vienna, Virginia. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hope you enjoy today's sermon. Well, thank you for passing the peace. Thank you for giving your attention to those announcements. And I am so happy to be together worshiping with you today. Our prayer before we began the service that there would be a strong sense of the Spirit of God binding us together, of the fellowship of his love among us. And I am just believing that that is happening in this moment. And so I just want to uh, affirm that with you. We are going to be looking at a passage of scripture in Mark chapter 12. And I want to give you a moment If you want to look that up, we will display the scripture also for you. But we're going to be in Mark chapter 12, beginning at verse 28. Uh, As we're getting into that, I just want to ask you, how is your relationship with scripture going? How is it going with you in terms of looking at it, reading it, receiving from it during the week? If you feel a prompt that maybe you need to uh, level that up a little bit, I just want to encourage you in that. Just as Pastor Craig was reading those affirmations, those all come from the scripture. And God's gift to us is his word. And that's why I want to give a little extra moment this morning as you're even looking up this scripture because it can be something that you can look back at again as the week progresses meditate on the word of the lord and it will strengthen you in your soul well let's look together at this passage mark chapter 12 verses 28 through 34 it is uh, the header for this section is called the greatest commandment beginning at verse 28 one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength the second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself no other commandment is greater than these the teacher of religious law replied well said teacher you have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one god and no other and i know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, No one dared to ask him any more questions. This is the word of the Lord. Father, we pray for a blessing upon this word. 
And we pray for your spirit to be upon us, that we would have ears to hear, hearts to receive the good seed of your word, that it would bear much fruit, minds that would receive the wisdom and clarity that you're offering us today. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that anointing. Anoint my speech as we talk about this passage today. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, we are entering the fall of 2020 with a new normal, with an uncomfortable acceptance level of uncertainty. And as we said last week, while we were looking through 1 Corinthians 13, we cannot see clearly everything that is ahead. But here's what we do know. We continue to grow in these three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. As we shine the light now on love for the remainder of this year, I want to encourage you, all of you, in a couple of things. First off, you are a loving people. As I've studied and thought and prayed about the messages for this season, one thing is obvious to me. I don't need to convince you to be loving. <laughs> we Sure, we are going to deepen our understanding of what being formed by God's love means and how being transformed in community displays the love of God in powerful ways. It's making a difference in our world. Growing in love is a lifetime endeavor. So there is plenty for us to discuss. But having said that, you are a very loving people, and it is noticeable. Not every congregation exudes the warmth and the caring and the compassion that flows from your hearts. And that leads me to the next thing, which is this. There are others who need to experience this love. Be encouraged to reach out. Invite others to join us and become a part of this loving community because love is the answer we are all looking for. Don't assume that your friends or family or neighbors are okay. Let's find ways to extend ourselves and become an even more welcoming community. Last week, Craig and I shared reflections on 1 Corinthians 13, popularly known as the love chapter in the Bible. Today's text is another one of the most well-known statements of love in Scripture. So we're going to dig in a moment and try to hear what was Jesus saying in this text. But first, I want to look at a couple of things from it. First off, the question. The, the teacher of the law asked this question. What is the greatest commandment? Here's some other ways that that question might come out. What is it that God cares the most about? Or how can I ensure getting an A? <laughs> what is going to count most in this test? Is it the multiple choice, the true false, or the essay question? I want to know where to put my focus. 
the what performance standard is God using to measure me? And or hey, what are we going to be talking about at annual review time so I can make sure to give sufficient attention to that? Have you ever asked God a similar question? God, what is it that you want from me? What do I have to do to be on your good side? This teacher asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? But who was this? Who was the questioner? He, uh, this was being presented by a teacher of the law. Someone with training, knowledge, esteem, and authority. And he's not necessarily asking Jesus this question because he's wanting to learn from Jesus. It's more in the realm of a test. He is testing Jesus as the one with more authority, more esteem. And he's trying to find out, what is this young upstart about? But third, we see Jesus' answer. Just as Jesus had done in the wilderness temptation, he quotes directly from the Torah, from Deuteronomy and from Leviticus. Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. This answer is so foundational, so all-encompassing, so thorough, and so short that's it, that we can tend to say, oh, right, of course, yeah, yeah, love God with all my heart, soul, mind, strength, yep, 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 got it, and love my neighbor as myself, yep, that sounds just like something God would say, good words, got it, okay, what's next? Well, what's next is actually figuring out how to do this. There isn't a next other than this. If this isn't the grid by which we evaluate life, if this isn't the line upon which we are going to lay our tracks, if this isn't the foundation upon which we will build, then we are not obeying the greatest commandment. And we need to consider that to be a follower of Jesus is to obey his commands. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Love does. Love is not able to sit dormant without influencing action. Love does according to the shape and direction to which it is formed. Our doing has
has formative power. Listen to this quote by Caitlin Scheiss in her book, The Liturgy of Politics. Philosopher James K.A. Smith has been credited for a resurgence in evangelical thinking about the liturgies that form us, the embodied habits, practices, and corporate pedagogies that we repeatedly participate in. Instead of thinking of humans as primarily thinking beings, he has argued, as Augustine and others before him, that we are primarily loving beings, motivated and driven by the things we have learned to love. Embodied habits. In other words, what we do in our bodies, with our hands, with our feet, what we expose our senses to, what we see, hear, feel, taste, and maybe even smell. Now, I say that with a little humor because I am teased all the time by my husband about my keen sense of smell. But our embodied habits form us and teach us what to love. So consider the sense of smell. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. I did not grow up with kimchi. And for me, that scent is not something I was formed to love. <laughs> for me, it is too strong to enjoy. But to someone who was formed by this, the scent of kimchi means home and nourishment and good times with those you love. And those who didn't even grow up with it but have learned to enjoy eating it, they love it. Okay, our loves are formed by our embodied experiences. Michael Ware says, what was most remarkable about Jesus was not just that he said things such as love your enemies, but that he actually loved his enemies. He lived as if. What he said was true and real, and of course it was. The question is whether we do the same. You have taken off your old self, Paul tells us, with its practices, embodied experiences, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator, that's from the book of Colossians 3, verses 9 and 10. Friends, this radical call to love is the essence of transformation, changing stuff we do in order to learn the way of Christ, in order to form our love for him deep and wide allowing our love for God to invade every ounce of our being, heart, soul, mind, and strength, until it overpowers and supersedes all other 
loves. Love does. <laughs> love may think and feel and instruct and guide, but it does not end there. Love does. Love matters in what we actually do. Bishop Michael Curry preached a masterpiece sermon on love at the royal wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. It is worth listening to the entire 13-minute message, but I'd like to quote just a short segment. Quoting now, Oh, there's power, power in love, not just in its romantic forms, but any form, any shape of love. There's a certain sense in which when you are loved and you know it, when someone cares for you and you know it, when you love and you show it, it actually feels right. There is something right about it and there's a reason for it. The reason has to do with the source. We were made by a power of love. And our lives were meant and are meant to be lived in that love. That's why we are here. Ultimately, the source of love is God himself, the source of all our lives. There's an old medieval poem that says, where, the true, where true love is found, God himself is there. The New Testament says it this way, Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God, and those who love are born of God and know God. Those who do not love do not know God. Why? For God is love. There's power in love, he said. There's power in love to help and heal when nothing else can. There's power in love to lift up and liberate when nothing else will. There's power in love to show us the way to live. End quote. Love does. Love changes the way we live. Love never gives up. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> because I still have some changing that needs to happen within me. But love hasn't given up on me yet. We are called to this radical new way of life putting off the old self and its practices and living the transformed, transforming power of love. Looking back at our text a moment, the religious teacher commended Jesus on his good answer and then added his own commentary. He affirmed the importance of loving God with all his heart and understanding and strength and to love his neighbor as himself. And then he quoted the prophets by adding that this is more important than burnt sacrifices and offerings required by the law. The doing of rituals are meant to shape and form us in love. But if they are done without heart and understanding, they become tiresome and an offense even to God himself. Jesus seemed to appreciate the teacher for his understanding, but he probably caught this teacher of the law off guard with his next statement. Jesus looked at him and said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. 
turning the situation on his head, Jesus displays the ultimate authority and leaves the crowd unwilling to ask any more questions. (laughs) This epilogue to the story is important because it solidifies the power from which Jesus spoke. Jesus asked us to follow him. That means he goes first. Jesus lived out this radical love. God displayed his love for us while we were still sinners. Not only is God love, but because God is love, God does. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever, 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 the New Living Translation says everyone, everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God answered the question, how can I be saved with himself? Our doing in this case is to accept his gift of love. Believe in Jesus, receive his life, and then we keep growing forever in his love, daily doing the new things and letting go of the old things, forming our loves in powerful ways, living the kingdom patterns of servanthood, Humility, mercy, and justice. The late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, we must discover the power of love, the redemptive power of love. And when we do that, we will make of this old world a new world. For love is the only way. The way forward, the way forward from today into this coming week, into this coming month, into the next two months is fraught with battles. But please understand, the battle is the fight for love. The battle is not against those with whom you may disagree. The battle is for us to hold tightly to love. The temptation is to be formed by our fears, to be influenced by media and culture, to downplay the radical claims of Christ on our embodied lives and settle instead for a tepid, powerless existence in order to avoid the battle. This is not what we are called to. We must not surrender love. We are a transforming community committed to loving God, loving others, and loving life. Love does. I want us to think for a moment about our embodied experiences. 
things that we do on a regular basis, practices that are forming our loves. Are there things that you do, that you give time to, that you give strength to, action to, whether it's thumbs on a controller (laughs) or on a remote control? You know, sometimes we don't think of that as doing. Whether it's what we're reading, who we're speaking with, What is forming your loves right now? And is it time to put off some old practices that are hindering this all-encompassing, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? It's a both and. As our heart feels the love for God, He empowers us to new life, to new practices. But we have to also choose to embody this love, to sacrifice, to give of our financial selves, to not receive something for ourselves so that we can help somebody else give the last piece of cake to someone else in the house. Don't hoard everything unto ourselves. That might sound simple, but I'm trying to ask you to think simply for a moment. What are embodied practices that challenge the power of the love of God within you? A place where you can do something different that will move you further and deeper into this loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's pray. Father, I am so thankful that love compels Love empowers us to do those things that you've called us to do. But our embodied practices, our rituals can become hindrances to that love if we're not careful. We want to be formed according to the image of Christ. Please help us to hear your voice. And to be willing to make some changes according to your call. Thank you, Jesus, that you lived this out to its fullest completion. Sacrificing your life for us. Dying on the cross. Buried. Raised from the dead. Ascended to the Father. Pouring out your Holy Spirit on us so that we can live in this loving community. God, as we face temptations in these coming days, temptations to act out in ways other than loving, please help us find the practices 
that will form us to, into loving people. In Jesus' name, we need you, Lord. We want to shine for you. We want to be that city on a hill that cannot be hid, that would draw all people to you, Jesus. Please help us to overcome anything that would hinder that. As we embark on this uh, Emotionally Healthy Relationships course, I really do see this as a practical step in figuring out how to live this out. Living it out in our relationships is a big deal. So I'm thankful that we've got a good group that's moving forward in that. But I want to encourage all of us, even if this particular moment, that course doesn't fit you know, in your schedule, that's fine relationally in our moving forward during this very tense season in our country. It's okay to feel strongly in your convictions. It's actually a good thing to feel strongly in your convictions. But we must figure out which convictions are the highest on our hierarchy and Jesus laid it out for us the highest is love the Lord our God with all our heart mind soul and strength and the other is love our neighbor as ourself disagreeing with someone is going to happen the battle is for living that out in love and let's learn during this season let's Let's look back and say, man, back in the day, you would have heard some different words coming out of my mouth. But God helped me in that situation to calm it and to be able to speak with love and grace. That's the kind of growth that I think God is calling us to here. And when I say love does... I'm talking about that level of practical reality of living it out, friends. Let's see God do a work in us. And let's look forward to and to seeing it. You know, when we look back and say, wow, I could see the growth there. Amen. Amen. Well, I want you to go out and make it a great day in the name of the Lord. Let's enjoy the fellowship of the Spirit, living according to love and uh, loving our neighbor as ourself. And I look forward to seeing as many of you as I can on Wednesday at prayer time and then the course. God bless you. See you later.